are listening to Oh This Podcast on the Live 9 Podcast Network. This show may contain colorful language and topics. If you are sensitive to this, please be advised. Now on to the show. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Oh This Podcast. It is the 53rd episode of the podcast you love to hate, hate to love. It is our Donnie, Mr. Don, Don Drysdale episode 53. <laughs> Holy moly. Not, not Don Draper. Not Don Draper. No. Not Don Juan. Not Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. <laughs> Don Juan Pedro. Don Juan Pedro. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know where Pedrito. you're going. With that I don't one. know where we're going. <laughs> Steve. Welcome to the Learning Annex. You know, the fax machine's on. We haven't gotten anything here recently. It's, I mean, it's a weekend, so, you know, people tend to, uh, you know, hold off on faxing things until, you know, people are back in the office. Yes, you know, Monday morning we'll get a ton of faxes and stuff like that. Yep. How, are you, how are you holding up? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, just uh, just off of a, uh, a tour of the fine state of Wisconsin and uh, uh, venturing out to a minor league baseball game. Interesting, interesting. I bet there's more to more to dig into that. There, there's there's a good amount, but uh, yeah, it was a good uh, good little trek up to the uh, the the fine uh, city of Appleton, and uh, you know to see its its humble wares and uh, you know uh, the salt of the earth people that they have in the in the fine state of Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah. Any key takeaways from there? They have good food. They have good food. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. You're being coy right now it about was, this. It was fourteen dollars to sit in like the fifth row. That's awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you knocked another list off or another uh, stadium off your list for sure. Yeah, only like uh, I don't know, a hundred and forty more to go or so. Yeah, well, we'll figure <laughs> it out. So, Steve, why don't you tell everybody who's either finding us on the internet for the first time or has you know repeated a repeat listener. Uh, a repeat fan or a repeat hater, uh, where they could find the show information, yeah, all that jazz, all that stuff. Because repetition is how we learn. Repetitiously. So, <laughs> so if you want to uh, catch the show on the internet, you can go over to ohthispodcast.com. You can also uh, check the uh, we've got we're on Facebook. You can go and uh, you know type in uh, oh this podcast and what you know lo and behold we'll show up there. Uh, so you can like our our page there. We're also on Twitter. Um, if you do uh, feel so uh, inclined as to subscribe or or get your podcast from uh, you know other places on the interwebs, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, uh, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast, we're out there ready for you to listen. Um, and then if you do want to support the show, we've got a a variety of ways you can do that. You can check those out at ohthispodcast dot com or on the show's uh, Patreon page. Very good. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. awesome. It's I, I can't even, you know, I can't even say, you know, it any better than that because, you know, that's all the truth. The Internet is full of the truth. <laughs> and uh, only true things uh, are on the Internet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bonjour. <I'm> French. <laughs> like, you remember that? Uh, like, was that a progressive ad? A couple oh, years yeah. Ago? Yeah. Wasn't it? Where like, it's like I met him on the Internet. Yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a French model. Yeah. Or a fanny. Yeah. Pack. Yeah. <laughs> That was oh, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So <laughs> deep cut, deep cut, deep cut. You know, it's not as good as a lawnmower uh, gorilla video. If it <laughs> <laughs> I end up so, so I'm going to do a take back to last week's episode. Okay. Uh, you left and to go to the White Sox game, mm -hmm. and then I left and I came back about four and a half hours later, 
and on YouTube on my TV was the same channel for lawnmower <laughs> videos playing. Like this guy had like this guy had over what 150,000 views for him mowing lawns. Yeah, for mowing a lawn. Yeah, the single view, like yeah. not 150,000 collectively. Each video had like I'm like maybe this guy's like the Don Drysdale of lawn mowing. <laughs> it makes us wonder what the fuck we're doing wrong. <laughs> right, right. I don't even have a lawn to yeah. mow, let alone like this here. So very, very good. But before you jump in and tell everybody what we're drinking, what our beer of the week is, I'm going to take and give you uh, Patrick's obscure music choice of the week. And this one, <laughs> this is a deep cut because I think I'm in the studio mode right now. We've got a less than a week till uh, this recording excursion takes. And uh, we set sail and, uh, you know, the proverbial... Uh, I don't know, the family queen truckster uh, heads west and, you know, we get into the studio. But, you know, many people went west to find musical glory. And, you know, we're watching a little bit right now on the TV in the muted version of the Sound City documentary. And the obscure choice of the week for me is none other than uh, Fleetwood Mac's uh, uh, seminal track, The Chain. Ooh. Yes. And I had a feeling that that one's going to take in become more and more apparent to why it's obscure today why it's uh why it's going to be great in uh the rest of the the talkings and meanderings of this episode coming it, forth it definitely has a uh a, a defined link to what we're going to discuss today but before we dive into that we must talk about the beer uh so this week we're drinking toppling goliath pseudo sue um they're a fine pale ale uh 6.2 percent uh alcohol and uh this is a uh, a wonderful, absolutely wonderful, world class uh, pale ale. It's got a dinosaur it does, on it, and it has wow. a dinosaur on it. And they they do a uh, they do work with the f- uh, field museum, um, and I think some of the money from the from the sale or or whatever goes. They have they have like a, a partnership agreement, so it's kind of cool that way. Um, so this is a, a really good beer. I can't uh, reiterate it enough. Uh, it is it's a fantastic summer beer. Um, medium bodied pours like a hazy orange color, uh, with, uh, you know, your standard white, you know, little, little bit of foam for the head, but it's tropical pineapple flavors, orange and, uh, mango kind of like throughout. Um, and it's, it's bright and like, it's very like the, the hops are kind of there and present, but it's not like too overpowering. It's not bitter. Um, I mean, it's just got enough to kind of balance things out. Um, rate beer puts it at a hundred, uh, untapped, uh, it's got it like, I think 4.22 beer advocates at 4.52. Um, it's, it's a spectacular beer. It's, it's light enough that you can have several and not uh, worry about having to, you know, be in a, uh, a bad situation. Um, and it's refreshing because of all the hops and the, the light bodied. It's just a, it's a really, really good overall beer. Yeah, and I mean, it's also got a T-Rex on the corner or the side of it. And any any company that decides to put a dinosaur that can't do push-ups <laughs> on their beer can to support it, I, I'm in support of that thing. And you never want to lose your dinosaur. Right, right. And I also have been told anecdotally that Arnold is a big fan of this beer. Oh, yeah. I have. I uh, can only imagine <laughs> the Austrian sensation uh, is one that loves this, uh, you know, this fine 16-ounce bomber uh Tall boy can of uh, golden goodness. Yeah, it's a it's a very tasty one. Uh, Toppling Goliath's based out of Iowa, Decorah, Iowa. 
Uh, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, so this beer they probably pump some iron out there. I, I would imagine so. I mean, uh, it, why why wouldn't they? And there's not much else to do. Exactly. Um, but uh, this beer makes it around a little bit more because they have um, contract brewing down in Florida that will um, where they where they ship basically they just have extra production capacity down there at a couple different breweries. So they will have the recipe brewed by someone else down there. They also make this beer in Iowa. The difference uh, can be stark at times. It has been stark at times. I think they're getting a little bit more consistent, but there for a little while there, it was a drastic difference in the beer that you were getting that was brewed in Iowa versus the beer, you know, the same basic recipe um, that was being brewed down in, down in Florida. So yeah, the water probably makes a difference. And the, it, I mean, everything makes there, there are so many factors and there's, I mean, in the brewing process, you know, tiny, tiny things can make huge ramifications in, in production. So, um, this one makes it around through the Midwest. Uh, they distribute to Chicago. They have it in, in um, Iowa. They have Minnesota. They have it in Wisconsin. So uh, it's it's in and around the Midwest. I don't. I'm, I assume it gets to Missouri, but I don't know for sure. But uh, definitely a, a Midwest. Show me. Show me. They would have to. Yes, you would have to show me that. <laughs> but it, it definitely gets around the Midwest. You can find it. It's uh, commonly in four packs, uh, which is a nice little, uh, a nice serving size. I think you get uh, get a little sampler platter, and uh, you know you move on with your day. T Rexes love four packs, by the way. They do. Velociraptors because that's hate all them. they can carry. Right? Velociraptors hate it. There were <laughs> Velociraptors like six packs. Um, where, what science are you basing that on? I'm basing it on uh, uh, what I've been told from Nedry from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. As so he's trying to I'm, take in. Yeah, Michael Crichton wrote that into the uh, yes, into exactly. the book. It's the footnotes. It's <laughs> like uh, in the script, it, in the film adaptation, you know, you have to take and read the footnotes of like what feeling this is. On. <laughs> I don't act. I don't act on uh, pages. I act on colors. I red page, <laughs> blue page, green page, so page. Gosh, Kramer as an actor actor studio there so yes steve what are we talking about why are people listening to us if they're listening I'm, to us? i'm not entirely sure but uh no today we're we're talking about uh the the final four candidates in our uh our, our fantastic arnold schwarzenegger movie tournament uh, a little bit more in depth though i mean we've announced what the final four is going to be but uh, we wanted to take the time to uh, kind of dive into the the essence the the background of these fine films and uh really uh, get the get the story of how they came to reach this point, and then uh, that way everyone's got the uh, the info that they'll need to make an informed and educated vote on who will go then to the the finals, and then uh, also uh, then vote again for the ultimate champion of this fine tournament. It's almost like you want to take a look at the synopsis, the synops- synopsis of each of these films, you know. And it's uh, so first off, before we go in, how did this? Uh, bracket come about so like we're in the final four are we pretty much chalk all the way here in terms of like high seeds we're going? close to it yeah we we talked about this in the last episode so the uh we we do have one um i believe um the running man came in as a, a three seed i believe Ooh. um it, it, yeah it's, but it's mostly chalk uh predator uh Kin- kindergarten cop terminator two and the running man are the, are the finalists so you, your matchups are predator versus kindergarten cop and then uh, Terminator 2 versus The Running Man. Okay, so the question that I have is, you know, where are they duking this out? Where is the neutral site uh, final uh, 
finals tournament going to be held at? Is it going to be New Orleans? Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> What's the chicken? Tyler Chicken. Tyler Chicken. That's yep. the one. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that's the most neutral change, site I'll, they could I'll have. I'll change your ch- your concessions to chicken. Chicken dogs, chicken twist. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Fermented Arnold, chicken. but still. <laughs> you know, I bet Arnold was a fan of Seinfeld. You know, I, I would think. I would think. Why wouldn't you be? Why not? Right. But um, yeah. So they're 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 bad. They're going to duke this thing out in the uh, in, in, at the fine arena of the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, and uh, that way it's uh, on the on neutral ground. There will be uh, fans coming from all over to uh, to witness this. So it's a uh, it, it's it's a nice little vacation. It's a little bump in tourism for the uh, the people of Arkansas. They get a little bit of uh, uh, outside money coming into town. They get to, people get to see the uh things that are in little rock <laughs> you don't know they've got a golden corral i'm sure <laughs> yeah well arkansas little rock is not the main university too so it's like right it's right. the you know well, who's who's ualr what's their uh team mascot they little rock no, 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 no. it's the home of the tourists can take you to visit the home of the william j clinton presidential library, library museum yeah, yeah. Um, it's 89 degrees there currently. That's warm. With the wind out of wind southwest at t- 10 miles an hour, 16 <laughs> kilometers, 53 percent humidity. And you can get an average three star hotel for 115 14 dollars, and a five star averaging 250 dollars. And it is, geez, jeepers! Anybody coming from Chicago is going to expect a one hour and 41 minute flight, and it's going to cost you 451 dollars. That's expensive. Yeah. Did you know that it's the most populous city slash town in Arkansas? I believe it. Under two thousand or two hundred thousand people. Ah, so it's not the largest overall. No, that is that, okay. It's the large. Okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of people in Arkansas apparently. Yeah. Um, and the University, of, I guess, the Little Rock Trojans, the, the Trojans, Arkansas yes. Little Rock Trojans, represent the University of Arkansas mm-hmm. Little Rock. You know. I thought we'd do Fayetteville, you know, but I mean, not a touristy place. No, I mean, no one wants to go on the tour of the Walmart headquarters. Everyone hates going to Walmart, and I just assume that their headquarters is just a Walmart store, and that that people I don't think hang it's in, in Fayetteville, though. <laughs> Where's it in? Um, it's not Fayetteville. Fayetteville is uh, the university. It's where uh, the Razorbacks, <laughs> you know, the the running Razorbacks, are from. Uh, oh, it's Bentonville. Yeah, a differentville. Yeah, and somethingville. Yeah, somethingville. Well, regardless, it does, none of that matters because I'm sure there, there's a Walmart office there, and that's probably about it. Yeah, in Fayetteville. Well, besides the university, I bet everybody's going to go to Golden Corral. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yes. So, who's going to be representing us from the fine Arnold regions? Yeah. So it's uh, the the first matchup being Predator versus Kindergarten Cop. So Predator. Uh, Fine action film from 1987, featuring uh, I what I think to is the greatest cast in an action film ever to be assembled outside of. I mean, I don't think the Expendables count. I mean, we talked about the Expendables Expendables early on, and we didn't include them in this tournament just because it's it's kind of a gimmick at you're that say, point. Like, you said it wrong. It's the Incredibles. <laughs> Disney Pixar is Incredibles. <laughs> um, so I'm. <laughs> no. I'm kind of uh, yeah, like I, I kind of exclude the Expendables because it's they did that just for the sake of doing it. Whereas Predator was put together, you know, with the the goal of hey, let's like make a movie, and it just happens to have an awesome cast, rather than 
you know, hey, let's get a bunch of old action stars together and everyone will go see it because it's old action stars. And it's got Jesse the Body in it. It's got, well, it's got Jesse the Body in it. Okay. It's got Carl Weathers in it. Uh, Sonny Lanham, uh, which there's a, there's an excellent anecdote here later, but uh, he's he's in it as well. Not and, and one that you might not know about who's in it only in a tiny because he didn't wind up making the movie. But Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast to be the Predator. Like the actual like yes, and the Predator was supposed to have like serious like karate like martial arts capabilities, <laughs> and Jean Claude Van Damme got so pissy because the suit was miserable and it was hot, and so he like he did like two days of shooting, and then it was like fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> now they got Chuck Norris or Chris Farley as uh, Beverly Hills Ninja to take. Yeah, it. we need your karate <laughs> skills from this. So Aww. there, there. I think there's like one scene that still made it through that Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually in, but he obviously like he quit the movie and they, they replaced him. Um, you know, and the, I think the, the dude who was in like the, the predators, like the predator costume was like eight feet tall. And the guy was obviously not eight feet tall. He was like seven, two. Um, so like Jean-Claude was seven, two. <laughs> no, not Jean-Claude, the, the guy who actually wound up playing, uh, you know, predator and he couldn't see anything so like they got into like you know they have to obviously choreograph the fight scenes at one point he couldn't see it he kept hitting arnold (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) um but yeah i mean the the cast is the cast is phenomenal in this movie um it's got probably one of the most epic handshakes and or you know bro handshakes in the history of of the world with Carl Weathers and Arnold at the beginning, right in the beginning of the movie, uh, you know, given the, uh, given the old, uh, uh, the bro down and then Arnold com- making fun of Carl Weathers saying that he's been pushing too many pencils at the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it better, th- better or worse than the top gun high five? Oh, it's a, a exactly 4.74 billion times better. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. There's a scale. So there's a convert. Like if you go back to your composition notebook, there's a conversion chart that you can you can figure this all out with. <laughs> Predator handshake versus <laughs> any other handshake. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know where that comes in handy, but apparently some people thought it did. You, you send it to Five Star or whatever the fucking uh, <laughs> notebook company is. Yeah. Predator handshake to any other ratio. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, there there was a need for science, and uh, it got taken care of. Um, I, I, apparently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously you have just a, just a wonderful cast, but one of the other awesome parts of this movie, um, and I, I highly recommend going to watch like the, I think it was from, they made a, a documentary about making the movie and uh, that's a, called to catch a predator. Yeah. It's a different, <laughs> different, completely different, different, different thing. thing. Um, but, uh, Arnold and Jesse, obviously like Jesse, the body Ventura was, huge back then because he was you know loaded up on steroids Steroids, yeah and arnold had actually lost a bunch of weight for this movie uh so that he looked more like a you know like a A soldier being well that and just so he looked like a soldier um so he had the um wardrobe people tell jesse ventura that his like they you know obviously have to measure for all the costumes and stuff and arnold told the wardrobe people to tell jesse ventura that his biceps were bigger than Arnold's so they do that and Jesse's running around on set like talking about how he's got bigger arms than you know uh than Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously huge bodybuilding you know 
legend and everything and what it so obviously it wasn't true um and so arnold's like oh like let's bet on it so he bet him like a <laughs> bottle of like super expensive champagne he's like all right let's let's have him come and measure and they have him come measure and arnold's arms were obviously bigger and then jesse had to pay him a bottle of champagne that's awesome <laughs> that is that's a con though but, straight away but there's a there is an incredible clip of jesse ventura talking about how when, when my arms taped out two inches bigger than mr olympia's that made jesse ventura feel pretty good (laughs) it's it's absolutely incredible like i could watch it all day that's a pretty spot on jesse ventura (laughs) thing i mean jesse the body you got a pretty good you're a pretty good voice for him he's he's a he's an american institution it's a damn shame that he's not well he's a little bit of a yahoo but uh he's it's a damn shame he hasn't been in more movies because uh, the world could use more yes more jesse less kevin hart Yes, yeah, I could, I could get on board with that. Yeah, I mean, Jesse's a little bit. He's let himself go a little bit uh, these days. He's not uh, quite the uh, the physique that he once was. <laughs> he's the underbody. Yeah, he's uh, he could use a. Uh, he might need a, a membership to Planet Fitness. <laughs> pizza days. Yeah, <laughs> I, can somebody explain to me this whole Pizza Planet Fitness thing? I think it's literally just a a ruse for them to. Uh, they're just they're ways for people like Pizza Hut and Domino's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a marketing Caesars. expense for them. No, no, to get rid of like over like sold pizzas, <laughs> right? Domino's makes our Little Caesars makes too many fresh or hot and ready's. They yeah. have to get rid of them, so they blow out the pizzas, send them to Planet <laughs> Fitness. Like the bagels are like okay, bagel shops. Yeah, make too many. It's like the muffin stumps. Yeah, yeah. You could get like low cost. Uh, waste removal I, that's what i think it is it's, i mean it's entirely possible i mean i'm not i don't i haven't dug into their books i haven't read their uh investment prospectus so i'm not uh you know i can't say for certain i mean it just seems counterintuitive from you know the whole like working out and getting healthy to have pizza <laughs> and bagels like at the gym it's like hey but it's a great like, way for retention too it's like oh, you want to lose those five pounds here's some pizza now go on the yeah treadmill. i think the pizza thing's only like once a month but the bagels are i think weekly yeah like now are the bagels like with cream cheese and locks on there and stuff like that not locks i think they have cream cheese could though. you imagine though like you're on the treadmill somebody's got bagels locks <laughs> cream cheese like why well, just like <laughs> <laughs> I got to go six miles because of this new meal. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jesse the, Ven- the Body Ventura can get uh, get set up with uh, with Planet Fitness to be their spokesperson because because we'll talk about in a in a later film he has a uh, he has a fitness video that is uh, featured very prominently in in the film The Running Man, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, but the last the last major point about the film Predator, I mean, outside absolute of- major point. Uh, yes outside of the fact that it's just uh it's i mean the 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 synopsis of it's incredible you know it's it's a team of commandos on a mission this is from imdb a team of commandos on a mission in a central american jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior (laughs) like i mean what why the muscles from brussels why wouldn't yeah (laughs) what's what was john claude van Yep. Um that would be even better, right? It w- it would have made it much better, but you know, we can't, you know, you can't always get what you want, Patrick. Um but the fact of the now matter Chuck is Chuck Norris. You've got Arnold who obviously was the governor of California. You've got Jesse the Body Ventura who was the governor of the fine state of Minnesota. Sonny Lanham 
ran for governor of the state of Kentucky, but he lost. Uh-oh. But that's that's three gubernatorial candidates at any one point <laughs> launched out of a goddamn action movie in the 80s. You're just a goober. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, I think Jesse Ventura and Sonny Lanham ran for Senate as well, but they got their asses kicked on that one. So they, I think they both dropped out before uh, before there was an actual election. That's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that I mean, if you're if you find yourself cast into an action movie, there's a better than zero percent chance that you might wind up being a governor. Is it something you'd want to do, though? I mean, I think it, something must get ingrained in you during the process because it, it struck three people. <laughs> or do you have necessary. to be hunted by a predator to take and have that happen? Yeah, right? and you you just want to protect your your people from uh, you know what what the predator. I mean, we. we we should ask Danny Glover about this because in Predator Two, he's the one who's got to handle all that, but he never ran for governor. See, do you think Danny Glover <laughs> had more problems dealing with Predator or Mel Gibson? Ooh, man, I think I think Mel Gibson. Really? Yeah, I think I think he caused him more because it wasn't as big of an issue, you know, but. Mel Gibson was a constant. He was just, he, you know, he was always there. He's a rogue, he, a renegade. Yeah. yeah, he was on your side. He was on your side, but not actually on your right. side. Right, yeah. I think, I think oh, you know, obviously it sucks to have an alien hunting you and trying to kill you, um, but you know, you at least know where you stand. Like, you can't kill your partner. Right. Yeah, it's just, that's just not going to work. So, yeah, I'm going to go Mel Gibson on that. <laughs> it's a good one. Very uh, interesting to think about, yeah. right? But yeah, so that that pretty much encapsulates the 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 number one of ones are the what movie, a woods the predator which actually did pretty well uh, at the box office ninety eight point three million dollars box office versus a budget of between fifteen to eighteen million dollars. So it's pretty, yeah, pretty solid return. So predator is going up against a hugely grossing film for, in Kindergarten Cop. Uh, talking grossing as in dollars yes right? oh yeah not well, in horror and grossing yeah not gross not grossing out um kindergarten cop in 1990 uh did 202 million dollars at the box office versus a budget of 15 million dollars who is your daddy and what does he do so the your synopsis for those who have not seen kindergarten cop somehow a tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may hold the key to putting him behind bars it's not a tuba <laughs> so i mean i i remember i think this is the first arnold movie i ever saw i think it was mine too because yeah. it was a kid's movie yeah it was it, it still had violence in it though like they were they were worried about how much violence it had in it um but i i distinctly remember like my dad and my my mom like using lines from especially like it's not a tumor like it was a very commonly uttered line at different points and i i think we went over to the uh we cruised down lewis avenue in in waukegan and went to the video gold mine and uh rented this fine vhs tape and uh and and threw it down on a friday night well i think i, I think if memory serves i watched it because my mom was at work my mom worked at osco and so I'm pretty sure, like we were, my dad and I just kicked it on a Friday night and watched Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I think that's a great way to watch the movie. Yeah. Like I, God, I can't even remember the number of times I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. It's like it's 
It's in the it's in the dozens. Oh I yeah, mean, absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen it a lot recently, but yeah, like it's always about <laughs> I gotta place my lasers. <laughs> oh, the kid always climbs the radio tower. Yeah. Well, I guess he always climbs it because it's a film. So every time you watch it, he's gonna <laughs> do the same thing, unless it's one of those choose your own adventures. Yeah, like ones. a goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the kids the kids are so quotable too. <laughs> yes, they they paid those kids like thirty five bucks a day. That's expensive for uh, for extras, yeah. And and back in nineteen ninety, as a kid, like think of the damage you could have done with thirty five dollars a day. And like, how many how many days of filming you think you got? You probably got a good chunk. Yeah, you probably got a couple weeks of filming in there. It's I not mean, bad. It's you not were bad. you were living large at, at thirty five bucks a day as a kindergartner. Like, that's that's about that's pro. I mean, I don't know if there's a conversion chart for this one, but like, you you probably feel like a millionaire at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Buy NES games, and yeah. Game Boy Advance. Oh shit! I mean, candy like lasers. Know, what are, lasers? <laughs> blazers. Blazers. <laughs> um, Taser. So, in Kindergarten Cop, I think overall of I mean, I've seen just about every single Arnold movie. Um, I think that the bad guy in Kindergarten Cop is the second worst bad guy out of all of the movies he's ever made. How so? And why? And worst, I mean, like just lame bad guys. Uh, one, the sweet nineties, like late eighties, early nineties, like double-breasted suits, uh, tan br- double-breasted suits, uh, rocking like the guy that we saw. In this he looks, he straight up, yeah, he looks like a like late eighties like record producer or like music industry bigwig. He's got a ponytail for God's sake, um, and his name is Crisp, <laughs> Coco Crisp, Coco Crispy. Um, and not to mention his mom is really the mastermind behind all of the criminal activity. So he's got to rely on his mom for all of the actual like heavy lifting shit. Yeah. Um, he's just like, Oh, I want to see my son. I got to get my son back. It's like, yeah, but you're a bad, you're a bad, bad guy. So you're going to fail at this and you're going to get bit by a <laughs> bit by a ferret. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm not a not a big fan of Crisp. Uh, I think the worst overall bad guy. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Is Bennett from uh, uh, Commando? Uh, just because he's fat, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, James Con? No, James Con at least can act. Yes. Yeah. In the program, he could act. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's fine. I mean, he's not a, he's not one of the best adversaries he's had. I think I think Predator is probably the best adver- adversary he's had. Probably. Yeah. I mean, with no speaking lines. Yeah. Just clicking sounds and and weird thermal vision and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh, and so going back to Predator very briefly, they talk about, (laughs) they talk about how, like, you know, he covers himself in mud to, you know, spoiler alerts, he's going to cover himself in mud so that Predator's thermal vision can't see him. He doesn't cover his eyes. (laughs) So, how, you know, Predator would just see two, you know, like heat comes out of your eyes still, you know, obviously. Though it's but a, how can it's you a realistic it's, <laughs> it's a realistic you know situation uh th- that everyone's going to experience at some point where there's this you know extraterrestrial that's hunting you and you're going to cover yourself in mud so that it can't you know can't catch you but yeah it's like you would just have two dots of heat that he would see on his on his thermal imager yeah but how would you get like see with mud covered eyes i understand that that would be the problem however this is the most, you know, he he's the most advanced killing machine that uh, whatever galaxy is is throwing at us. He's gonna he's gonna find you. Yeah, they've already thought about that. And and you did say that he doesn't have any. Well, we, we talked about how he doesn't have any speaking lines. He kind of does, because Arnold asks him what the. <laughs> 
he asks what he is, and then he kind of mimics it back, and it's still like the clicky, weird sound. But uh, he he does technically have a small line, I guess. Yeah. Before he dies. Uncredited. Yeah. <laughs> Uncredited uh, um, a little bit. But now we switch back to the, the real world of Kindergarten Cop. Um, yes. With small clicky noises. Yeah. W- you would most definitely... Um, like if you had a treehouse, you would be putting lasers on. You would climb up there every day to mount your lasers. I got lasers on my patio right now, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> the stock price of uh, of Reynolds is going through the roof because of the amount of foil that you're buying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, of course, it's got to be the ones with the the cooking spray on the one side of it too. <laughs> that helps the lasers yes. to be, beam out accordingly, and make salmon baked salmon in a very very good very very, very good way. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm w- I'm going to go to Astoria this uh, this this summer, so I'm I'm looking forward to that because I'm going to go to the elementary school, which is just on the block from the Goonies house. So that's going to be excellent. I'm going to combine the universes. I think I don't. I can't believe no one's thought of that yet. Uh, of, well, they've uh, thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure that if you go go there, you're going to have like a tour. Well, they have the tour, but I'm saying like let's make a, a spec script of the Goonies intertwined with Kindergarten Cop. Hey, you guys! Here's my lasers. Because they made a Kindergarten Cop two, I believe. But I, I think yeah. it had a Baldwin brother in it. Because <laughs> why is every fucking movie that goes and has a sequel that's like somewhat good have a Baldwin? Slapshot two, great movie. Paul Newman, <laughs> it's got a Baldwin brother. <laughs> I think- Biodome. Polly Shore, I guess that is a Baldwin at the start, <laughs> but then a Baldwin. I think there's a Biodome too with a the a different Baldwin yeah. brother. But, well, it's a Baldwin brother, but it's never Alec. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he holds out for good stuff. God, if you haven't seen Alec Baldwin in Outside Providence, that is one of the best roles. Oh ever. yeah, that's a funny one. Hey, dildo. <laughs> <laughs> um, His just yeah, wow. Yeah. So finishing up with Kindergarten Cop. I mean, they'll. I think the lines uh, kind of wind up making the uh, you know, the the movie as memorable it is as it is, just because of how you have this juxtaposition of like this huge bodybuilder coming in as an elementary school teacher, and like, and obviously he plays like this badass cop. So like, <laughs> the lines in the movie are just so ridiculous. You know, it's not a tumor. I still my all time favorite though is it's time to turn this mush into muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just did, because I'm, I'm curious if there was a Baldwin in the Kindergarten Cop too. Okay. And there isn't, but I didn't realize. <laughs> so we're slandering him. We are, we are. <laughs> but I want to take a call. Just It's a 100-minute movie, PG-13, and it was released in 2016. Yeah, it was, it was recent. So very, very, you know, after the fact, you know, almost, what, 26 years? Yeah, Arnold's too old for this shit now. Yeah, th- <laughs> but you know who they picked? Who? None other than Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dolph Lundgren wanted to be in the original one. I'm I'm pretty sure that he wanted like, but he's Dolph Lundgren, so yeah, Dolph Lundgren and Bill Bellamy's in there too. Oh God! See, isn't it funny? Because I think Dolph Lundgren isn't he? Wasn't he in Red Dawn? Dolph Lundgren in Red Dawn. I I don't know. Uh, no, if he, no, no. He was definitely in one of the. He was definitely in the Rocky movies. You know what? I totally see how this got made. So, in the Expendables movie, 2010. Okay. Arnold and Sly and everybody were probably sitting there having lunch, and Jason Statham probably says, Hey, Arnold, I love Kindergarten Cop. 
and then something back and forth. British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that kind of like, oh, <laughs> Swedish chef kind of moment. Uh, they're probably having lunch over, you know, at the catering station. Craft services. Craft services, yeah, you know. And then someone says something about that, and Dolph and Arnold get into a bet kind of similar to the Jesse the Body Ventura bicep <laughs> thing. And they bet, and Dolph wins. And he actually can okay. say, like, hey, I can do this. And then he gets the rights to Kindergarten Cop 2, okay. which Arnold wrote. And then six <laughs> years later, it's produced and made into a 4.5 star IMDb rated <laughs> film. You know, 4.5 pretty- out of 10, yes. Out of ten, yes, okay. correct. That's yeah. that's. I mean, that's not good, but it's not as bad as some movies I've seen. Like, I've I've definitely seen worse. So, uh, I'm not going to watch it, but at least I know that if I was subjected to it, I could at least stomach my way through it. Right, and then so that was it. Happened on the first Expendables that they tried to do that is when they started talking about that movie, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened. You know, Dolph got called back for the second Expendables, Expendables Two, and mm-hmm. Arnold gave him shit there. And by Expendables <laughs> Three, they was like, "Okay, I gotta actually make this movie." You gonna write out an email and ask if that's how it went down? <laughs> we could at at Arnold yeah. at Dolph and send out a, send a fax. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that. But don't they have any American kindergarten cops? Do we always have to go European? Do they always have to go European? Like as the main kindergarten as the main cop? character? Okay. Yeah. Um, and why do they have to be here then? Can't they be like? pre-k cops and let's I mean, do it where we send an american <laughs> cop over to europe and see <laughs> Ooh, yeah, i mean now business you, ideas yeah now you're, a fact. now you're cooking something um so that that takes care of uh matchup number one so that's predator versus kindergarten cop so voting for this will all go live here shortly um after we publish this episode but uh um the yeah the, the, i mean that's that's going to be a big one i think the I think those are two very viable uh, champions, ones with the pedigree um, that uh, I think there's there might be some fighting words ushered, you know, uttered between uh, some people uh, when they go to vote for this because, uh, yeah, I mean, these these films, you've got the quintessential action movie going up against the, uh, you know, action star, you know, reaching over into the comedy genre and pulling it off. Early morning line plus one ninety plus, uh, plus one ninety on kindergarten cop. Yep, I mean that's a that's pretty hefty. But uh, I mean I th- I I would bet that I would bet the plus one ninety. I'm not saying these that's are what not I- actual <laughs> bets that are out there. <laughs> this is completely fictitious. No one's taking action for this. I mean, can I tease it? <laughs> you can do a fourteen parlay. <laughs> What's the oh, odds oh, are over I, under? Can I get the uh, superfecta all with all? All with all. <laughs> Yes, you can. I don't know if that's going to pay much. Um, okay, so moving on to the uh, to the, the <laughs> to the to the next matchup, uh, we've got Terminator Two going up against the 1987 film The Running Man. Oh man, this um, is tough for me. It this is a is tough one. Tough so me. let's start with T Two, um, 1991 release. Um, got announced in like 1984, um, so it took a good chunk of time to to develop and, and put out there they just needed to find what project arnold was coming off of and it had to be kindergarten cop to go into t2 for <laughs> you had to play you had to ride the wave yeah i mean he he raked in some big time bucks like from 87 to like 90 shit 97 like mr freeze huge money yeah huge money in in those movies but chill so terminator 2 came out it had a budget 
approximately between 94 and 102 million dollars um and wound up grossing 523.7 million that's insane yeah that's insane money in 1991 so i mean you imagine now like you know we talk about these movies that gross huge money now but the you know inflation and everything else uh you know plays a factor in that i mean movie tickets back then versus movie tickets now are a totally different ballgame for sure for sure and think about it like it did have a bunch of cgi but they were still doing a lot of robotic stuff yeah. at that point in time so like that's where i can see a lot of the budget going but could you imagine it probably cost half a million to three quarters of a million dollars to make terminator yeah. 2 like if you just did well i guess we could look at what like genesis costs or any of those new sure. movies like yeah. in terms of budget wise i mean so arnold got paid 15 million dollars to do terminator 2 for that movie linda hamilton i think made a million so <laughs> there's a bit of a disparity there um but uh so arnold gets the 15 the 15 million dollars he also i believe got a Gulfstream jet okay um for accepting the role from i mean just given to him by a producer Sure, so not sure, non monetary sure. compensation, but uh, so he had a total of seven hundred words in the script that he had to deliver, because um, obviously he's playing a cyborg, so he's not like a loquacious, uh, you know, he's not he's not going and reciting Shakespeare or anything bloop, like bloop, that. Bloop, bloop. It's just um, ones and zeros to him. So seven hundred words that equates to roughly twenty twenty one thousand four hundred four twenty one thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars per word. Nice, <laughs> a good payday. Dude, if we got paid that much for this podcast, we'd be sitting on at least twenty one thousand four hundred <laughs> of my words. The uh, <laughs> a word. The uh, I mean, yeah, he's in that sense. Like it's it's almost like uh, you know Dickens getting paid by the word to write a tale of <laughs> tale of two cities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, that, like, if he found out that that was in the contract that he, he was getting paid by the word, <laughs> that, that doth, cyborg would start reciting all sorts of random yep. shit. <laughs> doth thou want to find you in? cyborgian heavenly <laughs> uh, so yeah i mean good payday um four academy awards for this movie too none to the actors um all to the effects uh, effects and, yeah. and uh sound editing and things of that nature but i mean if you go back to 1991 i mean that's a it was an insane graphical and in production uh accomplishment that well movie. you think it's 91 when it was released it had to have been in production for a lot Years. longer yeah. than that so like you're talking about late 80s yeah like, for sure in terms of getting it out there yeah um and it was one of the first if not the first movie to like um simulate like human movement via computer so sure yeah i mean just just nuts uh you know the, the technological innovations uh just in that movie alone i mean you can that's why you see where the where the budget went um you know a lot of it went into that cgi and and other you know oddness i mean and they filmed it in a lot of different locations too but honestly most of it's in california sure um they actually filmed some of it up by like up by me like there's there's a couple scenes filmed up by me i need to find out which ones in california yeah in like fremont and in uh san jose and a couple other spots i'm sure they're just like establishing shots and shit like that or stuff you wouldn't wouldn't even notice but it's probably when arnold's riding the motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> with the gun yeah. the shotgun like that movie is one hundred percent made by him riding that motorcycle. He apparently with a like couldn't get that down, and like kept ripping the skin off of his off of one of his fingers when he kept trying to rack that thing. Um, with the yeah, because they made that it's special, so he could do the yeah. But it like, kept it kept like catching him and ripping <laughs> ripping his hand to shreds, and then he's riding the motorcycle, so yeah, it's it was challenging. God, that thing is yeah, like. Yeah. Riding a motorcycle is challenging enough from what I've right. been told, like, <laughs> let alone, like, flip 
cocking a freaking uh, sawed-off shotgun. (laughs) Like, still one of the most badass. Like that. Like right. That made the movie for me. Mm -hmm. So when did you see this movie? Like, how old were you when you saw it? I think I saw Terminator Two before I saw Terminator One. Okay, that would probably make sense. And I think I saw Terminator Two maybe when I was in late elementary school. Okay. So it would have probably been like third, fourth grade. So probably 93, 94. Yeah. I was definitely a little later, but same, same age, but obviously, you know, I, w- I was only four in 1991 when it yeah. came out. So I think I probably saw it, but of all the Arnold movies, I think I saw this of the, of the four finalists. I think this would be the, um, the second one that I saw because okay. I, I definitely saw kindergarten cop first. And then I think this would be the, the second of the bunch. I think that's kind of the same for me. Kindergarten Cop would be the first. Um, yeah, I think Predator was actually the last one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, The Running Man was, was the last one I saw. Yeah. But um, we'll get to that in, in a moment. So, um, uh, Honestly, for me, like seeing Terminators being in there, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of the franchise. Okay. 100%. Yeah, so it, it's, like, it's, the best, it's the best film of that, of that franchise. Yeah, sure. and it's like, okay, yeah, you have to have like, one sets like oh okay cool but you really don't need to watch one to watch two yeah like two can kind of stand alone and then i think they tried to capitalize on three was three rise of the machines three was yes i believe rise of and the machines and there was the, the weird like the in-between one right with christian bale i think so and, and then genesis was the last yeah. one yeah and it's like for me like they just didn't make sense like it just like they tried a little too hard on those, but you know, makes sense. Like if you have a franchise that's successful, mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember there was Terminator two, like video arcade games that you'd go and <laughs> yeah. play like yeah, the yeah. shooters and all that stuff. So like, it was a cultural phenomenon. Like they made, are you talking ton. about like the arcade, like the, the yeah. like the time crisis type game? Yep, like, yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. I, I, I definitely remember seeing those. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Like there was that. I remember it from a lot of different angles, mm-hmm. like being a part of like, pop culture in the 90s like in my early like late elementary school era so development that's that's a very good point because my it's it has nothing to do with the actual film itself but it's my favorite like pop culture crossover is the the t1000 being in wayne's world right 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 <laughs> have you seen have you it? seen this <laughs> ah! uh, because that i i saw wayne's world before i saw this so yes, i had exactly. no idea yep. what like and my you know my parents were like laughing their asses off and i was like what why is this funny like i mean it's kind of funny but it's like the reference isn't hitting but yeah it's absolutely incredible i was actually <laughs> scared of that like for a long time of the the t1000 yeah, yeah yeah just like that yeah and so like it was really tough for me to see that sometimes you know well i mean he was a formidable opponent. Yes, he was. <laughs> like the whole like uh, shape shifting and doing whatever, like turning into a goo. And yeah, just like damn, damn. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, that's a good power to have if you can if you can pull it off and you can reassemble yourself in that way. I mean, yeah. I mean, use that use that power as much as you can. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't doesn't help when you get dumped into the you know the molten metal. But uh, right, you know, right, right. What do you, what can you do? <laughs> Say la vie, yeah. right? <laughs> Such is life, you know. Yeah. You get kicked into a giant bucket of molten molten metal. You know, you just gotta kind of roll with the punches. Shit happens, point. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. 
All right. So yeah, I mean, any other any other thoughts on, on T two? I, yeah. I mean, d- obviously the, the the best of the of the Terminator uh, uh, franchise. I mean, the the I think Hasla Vista Baby and I'll Be Back are probably the right. you know the the two lines that Arnold will always be known for, regardless of whether you've even seen the movies. Um, so that's he's just a badass in that movie, like yeah. just straight up, like the motorcycle. Like he reminds me of the Undertaker. <laughs> badass undertaker yeah. or the undertaker reminds me of terminator okay. what, whichever one like, way or the other yeah, yeah there's some sort of like popular culture reference yeah. with that so all right my man well let's 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 launch into this the last uh the last candidate here the uh the the manchurian candidate the the well, i mean a little bit dystopian there um we've got 1987's the running man the the lowest grossing um film of this uh of this pairing um we're at thirty-eight million dollars of uh, box office versus twenty-seven million dollars of budget, and this is the oldest movie of our finalists, correct? Um, well, eighty-seven was both Predator and The Running Man. I don't know which one came out okay. first, but okay. I mean, same year, so one. They, I would imagine that both of them were summer movies. Sure, sure. Um, but I could be wrong on that. I, I, I honestly didn't. Uh, that that much doesn't matter to me. Um. But yeah, so your your synopsis for those of you who haven't seen The Running Man, uh, first of all, it's on Amazon Prime Video for free, so you go watch it there. Do you want to do like a too long didn't read kind of? of that's it? Like, that's what I'm going to give you. Okay. I'm going to tell you because so, I can do it in one sentence. Okay, go for it. It's the Hunger Games before the Hunger Games. It is um, in a in a sense. In a, yeah. In Although a sense, yeah, it is a wrongly convicted man must try to survive a public execution gauntlet staged as a game show. Yeah. So yeah, close. Just the. Hunger Games is a is a tribute to you know you have to basically sacrifice someone whereas this is they're taking criminals and and having them do right it out. right yeah it's like but yeah the it, the premise of the battle is absolutely the same yeah it's basically the combination of another Jason Statham movie Death Race <laughs> right and the Hunger Games is you know Running Man yeah. it's like it, it's one of my favorite movies and it's because of that it's like you take and go down there. Um, and Richard Dawson is a great bad guy in it. He is a he is a pretty solid bad guy because he's not like you he's think, just as creepy in that movie as he is in real life. As, as he, he was in Family yeah. Feud, <laughs> like he God man, like when I say like bad guy as like he wasn't somebody who killed people. No, he was a uh, he was a he, psych he's yes. a psychological like he's a Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that manipulates from a different way. And it like it's a very like you said, it's a very dystopian movie where it takes and talks about like, okay, corporations, the power that corporations have over governments. Right. I still think one of the funniest scenes in that entire film is when uh Arnold uh has to sign his contract. He has his Ben Richards. Uh, yep. Yeah. Ben Richards has to <laughs> sign his uh with his court appointed uh production <laughs> yes. agent. Uh to sign his contract to be in there um and he's like okay has the guy bend over yeah uh so he could sign it on his back and then jams the pen <laughs> and the contract into the back yes. of the like sleazy agent so you mentioned that because i have another note just that happens just before that because the one of my favorite lines and it's a total throwaway line in the movie but there's all this like jargon being thrown out because it's a contract and the the agent goes ad hoc de facto the parties here and agree to disagree yeah yep. 
<laughs> and that just makes my day every time I hear it. <laughs> it's like, what did you just say? It's like, basically, you do whatever you want. But, like, yeah, I thought it was, like, it's, that was the one I probably, like, in order of movies that I can't even, I'm blanking on the last time I saw Predator. Okay. But, like, I've seen probably three of the movies at least a dozen times or more. And then I could see Predator is probably on, like, maybe two or three times. Okay. Because I was scared of Predator, like gotcha. the actual character. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. But Running Man was one that was, it's very good. And like, it kind of is, it has a lot of twists in the end. Right. And it's got a lot of like weird things that you wouldn't expect and weird people in it too. It, well, we can talk about the cast. Um, I mean, the, it's a Meow. it's it's got a great oh, cats, yes. not cast. <laughs> it's got a great story because it's a Stephen King novella, and but it's under his different it's under name. his pen name, which is uh, was Richard Bachman, H. Ron, um, yeah, L. Ron Hubbard, <laughs> H. Ron <laughs> Um But uh, so I think I read somewhere that the guy who wound up like buying the rights to the story didn't realize that it was a Stephen King book. Or it's not. It's not even that long of a book. It's a novella. Even, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So it was a telenovela. <laughs> it's not a telenovela. Okay. Oh, pobrecito. Yeah. <laughs> more un pequeño. <laughs> Mi corazón es muy fuego para ti. <laughs> um, I don't know what I just said there. You said your heart is on fire for me. See, es verdad. Es verdad. So I think this movie's got the second best cast of any. Of Arnold's movies. And Any movie ever? No, no. <laughs> but in the action genre, it's up there. Yeah. So let's talk. I mean, obviously, we, we've we covered Jesse the Body Ventura. Especially with the amount of lack of budget they had for yeah. this, too. Um, they got was, some really good hitters, too. Yeah. And I know you're going to talk about some of the enforcers. Right. So Jesse the Body Ventura is Captain Freedom, which is just amazing i'm not wearing this (laughs) and and if you ever if you ever need a good laugh just go watch captain freedom's workout and uh you will you will enjoy yourself it's kind of like rex kwando from napoleon (laughs) it totally is except for grab my wrist seriously grab the other wrist (laughs) (laughs) bow to your sensei (laughs) um so you've got jesse body ventura is one of the enforcers and he's like the locker room reporter to it first which is just fantastic which because i think at the wwf at the time he He was was doing doing that yes after he after he had to quit wrestling he was uh yeah he would do the the reporting um jim brown the uh one-time all-time nfl rushing leader right um if he's uh fireball i believe um and i think he was in his like 50s yeah the movie was was old and he was uh looks damn good yeah he, i mean he took he took care of himself also I, I hate to take him digress off of these enforcers here but the film is set in a dystopian united states in 2017 in 2017 well, and 2019 two, yeah, so yeah. like right now <laughs> so like it's happening yes so yeah so jim brown and jesse the Bobby ventura <laughs> you could get his uh infomercials yeah yeah i mean he's i think he's he's also doing his like uh conspiracy theory show on like ion or something like that yeah um but uh so you got jim brown then uh we talked about richard dawson uh being like and he's in a perfect role because he's a game show host being a game show host in this movie so ceo ceo corrupt yeah creepy as fuck too yes extremely but you you alluded to uh some some musical references earlier you you busted out the mick 
the, the, the Fleetwood Mac uh, um, song for your obscure reference of the day. And that's because you've got the legendary Mick Fleetwood <laughs> in this movie for some reason uh, playing the seminal character Mick. <laughs> <laughs> as the leader of the resistance so, in, in in the running man it's that's awesome now i do have a question for you mm-hmm. now would you rather have mick fleetwood lead the resistance okay. or would you rather have meatloaf be part of your crew in the movie fight club and i know we don't talk about fight club first rule of fight club yeah. is you don't talk about fight club but would you rather have meatloaf they don't say anything about hypothetical fight club right right yeah okay so we so hypothetically, if there was a Fight Club movie <laughs> <laughs> that had this in here, um, I'm taking Mick Fleetwood. Okay. Yeah, I I think he's the uh, over Richard Paulson. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want meatloaf anywhere. I mean, I'll eat eat the food meatloaf. I mean, if someone wanted to bring me a meatloaf not, that wasn't the musical artist, um, I'd be cool with that because I think that might you could use that in a in a Fight Club. <laughs> I don't know if Meatloaf the artist is going to do me any good. So you do anything for love, but you won't do that? Yeah. And two out of three ain't bad? Well, it's only one out of two. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it seems like it's a bad out of hell. But what other taking and, um, you know, other obscurities in the 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 running man did we see well mick was a good one mick is the is you know very prominently featured in uh in the movie but let's see uh, what year 87 87. you also have uh the child of the legendary frank zappa you have dweezil zappa and for some reason is playing a character named stevie or steve so they like the rumor is that it was oh i just did that um that he was named that uh because of uh the connection to Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And I'm just literally, as I just Googled Fleetwood Mac, um, it's interesting because, uh, no, this can't be true. What did Lindsay Buckingham write the soundtrack? No, there was, uh, (laughs) the guitarist, uh, Danny Kirwan is, uh, CNN's reporting that he had passed away this morning. Oh, that's a bummer. So, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, now we can't have any fun. But what I do want to, what I was trying to say was, I'm curious what album they were taking and doing when they were doing this movie. It wasn't rumors. It wasn't rumors. That was ten years prior. <laughs> so the chain, it was, it was off the chain when they were yeah. doing this here. But um, I think me, they were in the midst of. I'm just going to continue doing a lot of cocaine album. Yeah, Tango <laughs> in the Night. So what was on Tango in the Night? Let's see here. Not much. Little Lies. Okay. Everywhere. Family Man, so it's a bunch of different stuff there. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, the you had Dweezil Zappa in there, and that's just Dweezil Zappa. He's got two lines, I think, and uh, he wears a cool beret. Yeah, that's all I remember <laughs> is it's the guy with the beret. And he says, "Don't touch that dial" when he walks in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Gosh, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, this uh, I, I'm a big fan of dystopian fiction, uh, so this movie hits home for me. Um, the book, uh, the the novella is also very good. Um, so it's uh, it's entertaining, um, and the telenovela is good. The too. telenovela is the Spanish <laughs> the version. Sp- Jesse the Jesse the Body Ventura in Spanish is even funnier than Jesse the Body Ventura in English. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, the Captain <laughs> I want to watch it with Sap turned on now. <laughs> um, yeah, this this movie, um, 
I, I don't, I mean, I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, it's cheesy. It's eighties. Um, but I mean, you literally, you enter the, the world of this movie and you, you see, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger just, I mean, he's still, still in his prime and I'd say before his prime. Well, prime, I mean, of his like physical physical condition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're in a uh, what appears to be a prison and or perhaps steel factory, <laughs> um, and you just see out of out of the you know panning into the shot is a man's bicep, and he's carrying a fucking I beam like a eight foot long I beam on his shoulder, just like hey hey guys don't mind me I'm just carrying this massive piece of steel through this prison. <laughs> I think they call it a work camp. Work but, camp, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like, okay, we get it. He's strong. Up doing <laughs> some light labor. But, but at the same time, I I laugh my ass off every time when that scene just that's that's where you walk into. It's like, oh, don't mind me, guys. I'm just you know, ho hum going to work. <laughs> I love every way that all the enforcers get killed. Yeah, and oh, and, and the lines the are lines legendary. Are great. The, the, the the yes, the not he as had good, to split. Yeah, not as good as in Predator. The the stick around line, which was improved, and that's incredible. Um, when Mac throws the the, uh, the knife at him and gets gets stuck into him into a wall, and I don't know, stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, this this movie. It 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 checks off a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, that. If, you know, you've got the '80s elements to it. You've got the dystopian elements to it. You've got a ridiculous cast. Um, it's it's just there. It's it's ready to entertain you. Um, so if you haven't seen it for some reason, absolutely go check it out on Amazon because uh, it's well worth the time. I think it's. I don't know. I don't know what the runtime is, but it's, it's probably like two hours, if that. Might, it might be a touch less than that, like an hour forty or something. It's it won't take it won't eat up your whole day, um, and you will be thoroughly entertained through through the process. And then watch Napoleon Dynamite and understand the Rex Wando. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Well, that brings us to our uh, conclusion of our of our fine candidates that are in route to uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, as we speak. Um, Tro- Trojan <laughs> Arena to the to the Trojan Arena to Staying uh, at the Country Inn and Suites <laughs> next to the Golden Corral. Well, I mean, to be fair though, I mean, if you look at the Running Man with the with their budget only being like thirty eight million dollars or twenty seven million dollars, it's a swack school coming in against like an SEC team. Well, so in Predator, I mean, fifteen to eighteen million dollars. I mean, those guys might have to stay at like the Days Inn or something. Nothing wrong with the Days Inn. I'll be staying at a Days Inn in like a week. It, it, it's Motel almost, Six. It's it's almost <laughs> like VCU and George Mason are going up against like Kansas and uh, uh, Florida or Kentucky okay. or something like yeah. that in a big you know in the showdown so. budget wise, but not not in quality. Oh yeah, not yeah. In quality yeah. of uh, of of performance. So um, yeah, we'll get these uh, all live um, along with this episode here shortly, and then uh, yes, we'll vote and get it to the finals, and then we'll have our uh, our vote to uh, crown ourselves a champion. I'm excited. Patrick, why don't you roll us out then? Yes, everybody, thank you for joining us for episode 5-3, Don Drysdale, Big Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Baseball. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Shave your sideburns, Mattingly. <laughs> I had to get that quote in there. Boo Earns? <laughs> I was saying Boo Earns. Anyway, 
Uh, thank you for joining us. If you haven't done so, go to oldestpodcast.com. You can find any of the episodes, previous episodes, also future episodes are going to be listed out there. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, any place you get your podcast loving uh, radio subscriptions. There, follow Steve and I and the show on Twitter, Facebook, and all that. If you feel so inclined to support the show, you can dig and do us a favor. Go to patreon.com slash oh this podcast to drop us a couple shekels of, uh, you a know, stickle of fluoride, stickle of fluoride. <laughs> Help us pay for the donuts that we had today. We did eat Dunkin' Donuts flashback. Not a sponsor. Episode. Not a sponsor. So <laughs> until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>